on today's episode, we're bringing in guest Emily Marriott. She is a mental health therapist serving Washington State residents via telehealth. She assists folks in getting a healthy handle on their depression, anxiety, working through a difficult life transition or season, and processing feelings of shame via modern therapy. So thank you so much for being here, Emily. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I also love that you're local, to be honest to us, because like most people we talk to these days through social media that we meet on social media because we met you on social media. Most people are like across the fucking country from us. So (laughs) this is pretty cool that you're like actually in our same state. Well, Emily, you actually do live in a different state, don't you? Yes. So I'm like from the Seattle area, Um, very much identify as a little P&W chick. Um, (laughs) But um, I'm currently living in West Virginia, go figure, um, just for a time period while my partner's in medical school. So yes, right now I'm on the East Coast. It's 9.30 p.m. Um, Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, a little different, but I do feel very like tied to the area and obviously all my clients are in Washington. So it's like I never left. (laughs) Yeah. And I know you because we actually worked together for a little bit at the tanning salon. No way. Yeah. Oh, shows how much I know over here. (laughs) Just like going into this blind. (laughs) No, but we honestly would just love to start this off by getting to know a bit more about you and how wholesome therapy came to be. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got started as a therapist and why? Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like my answer is nothing uh, extraordinary, but basically in high school, um, I felt like amongst my friend group, and maybe they'll hear this and be like, no, ma'am. But I felt like I was kind of the go-to person uh, for like advice and like everybody's secret keeper. Um, So that's where it kind of started. Despite me, obviously at the time and still don't um, having any of my shit together, I felt like um, even like people I sat next to in some classes that I didn't necessarily like run in the same friend group with, uh, they would just like confide in me. Um, and I like really, really love that feeling um, even back then. So I always felt just like super honored when people would kind of like divulge something with me and then be like, well, damn, like I've never told anybody that. Um, and then like you said, Haley, I kind of grew up um, working at the tanning salon uh, and kept finding myself in situations where um, customers, whether they were like regulars or not, would just kind of be sharing all this deep stuff with me right there in the lobby. <laughs> um And, you know, it was anything from their recent divorce to an affair, like issues with their kiddos. Um, And there I sat like 16, 17, 18, 19, knew nothing about life and just felt kind of super at ease, like holding that space for them uh, where they kind of like felt safe and could share. Um, So that's kind of where it started. Um, That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's it was I don't know. It was just like a slap in the face of like, this is the thing you should do. Um, Yeah. Like this is who you are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, my like first psychology class in high school kind of like spoke to me and um, I've always just been super, super fascinated with humans and kind of like what makes them tick uh, specifically within the realm of like relationship with others. Um, So I kind of decided way back when that I was going to be a therapist and never really looked back. 
um, which I understand is a very uncommon experience because um, <laughs> I know most people like change their major a million times or, you know, go down all these different career paths. And I feel super fortunate that um, I just had the kind of initial um, draw and it's stuck. So yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You know, what's so interesting is as soon as you told that story, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, that is the most wholesome story I've ever heard about somebody getting into their career. And then I'm like, wait, that's her Instagram handle too. Like wholesome wholesome therapy. therapy. So I don't know why that like, that's just so fitting. Cause that's like totally the word that came to my mind to describe that story. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, We also, we have a lot of listeners who are sober curious, and I know that there is a super common misconception that drinking can help to relieve feelings of anxiety. So I'm actually curious if there's anything that you'd say to somebody listening who wants to cut back on their drinking, but they feel like they're going to be losing a helpful coping tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's like a really great question. Um, So I'll start off uh, with just being like uber transparent that I am not a substance use disorder professional. Um, I feel like it's important to note that just for listeners or whomever. Um, So those are not credentials that I currently hold in my practice right now. Um, But nonetheless, I think it's totally fair and valid to have that fear. Um, And the truth is, I would say that they are losing a seemingly helpful coping strategy. Um, it's a maladaptive one, uh, but still a you know a way to cope. Um, but I think you know it doesn't take a master's degree to kind of conceptualize that it's really only masking the symptoms of the anxiety. Um, as opposed to like tapping into kind of the root causes and nature of their anxiety. So drinking can, yes, provide some temporary relief, uh, but it comes at, you know, this heavy cost um, and the anxiety is most often uh, sort of just kind of like building and escalating in the background um, and not really being treated or explored. Um, So anxious that person will remain, unfortunately. Uh, And obviously, you know, drinking in excess can have other kind of like negative life consequences. Um, so I feel like the hope for those folks would be that they can explore and find other coping skills and strategies that are healthy, um, and can provide kind of like some more long-term and long-standing relief for those kind of like anxious feelings. Um, having more tools in your toolbox, uh, to use as they need, um, is great instead of, you know, reaching for booze or substances, um, even sex or food for that matter. So in the same kind of essence, um, like a lot of my work with my clients is about more so like how to live with anxiety um, and live well with anxiety as opposed to, you know, having this like shoot for the stars lofty goal, um, which is sometimes kind of unrealistic that someday the anxiety will 100% go away. Um, So I kind of say that um, if we can work to get, you know, the 10 out of 10 anxiety down to like a six out of 10 and experience anxious feelings, you know, maybe two days a week as opposed to 10 or excuse me, seven days a week, there's not 10 days in a week. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then that's like a huge win. Um, So yeah, I think um, just kind of like in some, I, I don't blame anybody for, 
feeling that way and, and feeling really hesitant if that is kind of the only way that they have right now to cope. Um, I think that's like, you know, a, a really common uh, fear, unfortunately, and kind of keeps keeps people from reaching out, honestly, to therapists or other professionals. Yes. I love what you said about like not like shooting for the stars type thing with mm-hmm. like, you know, trying to get rid of your anxiety because that's something that I see often and it deters me from like reaching out for help is when I see people that are like, oh, like I will fix you. I will cure you. I will take this away from you. And I'm like, but really, like, is that real? You know what I mean? Like we live in an anxious world. I don't know if I want to be completely numb to anxiety in whichever way you're trying to get me (laughs) to be numb to anxiety. Like you will have a level of anxiety. I feel like just being a human being and being in this fast paced world. So I think it's a lot more like inviting when somebody's like, I will help you reduce your anxiety. I will help you, you know, learn how to live with it, learn how to manage it in a way that, you know, life will be enjoy more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, like anxiety can be a driver. Um, I think it's a lot of the reason why I pursued, you know, the career that I did in like higher education was, was my anxiety and like wanting to relieve that and, um, healthy or not there, there can be, you know, positive outcomes from experiencing anxiety. Um, Mm -hmm. and then also it can be soul sucking and fucking awful. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for answering that. That is going to be so valuable to somebody. Yeah. And the whole, you know, drinking and the anxiety connection that we talk about so often on here is like, it really is just a momentary escape Mm -hmm. from your anxiety. It's Mm -hmm. not going to take it away. It's not going to fix it. You're Mm -hmm. just going to be more anxious the next day when you're hungover. Yeah. Yeah. Experience. (laughs) Yeah. But I love that you acknowledge it as like a valid coping tool for people right now. And you just talk about exploring those feelings Mm -hmm. and kind of finding alternate coping tools, because I think that that is really what has kind of helped me in living alcohol free too. So for sure. Yeah. Do you want me to ask the question now? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I want to spin off a little bit into like the chronic illness world because I obviously have a chronic illness. I work with clients that have chronic illness and it's something that I'm constantly exploring and trying to figure out. And so I think like as a health coach, like the number one struggle that I see from people with chronic illness is just finding the right support system to be able to like navigate the physical battle, not only physical, but mental and emotional as well. Um, and finding a therapist is something that like, I highly recommend, um, Mm -hmm. to everybody. I think any, every, anybody and everybody should be seeing a therapist at some point, but I go back and forth between, and I don't, I don't know the answer to this. I don't know if there's an answer. I don't know what your direction is going to be on it, but people get so stuck on like, I need to find a therapist that has experience with chronic illness, Mm -hmm. which I think is great because obviously there's a huge support system and just connecting with other people with chronic illness in general. So like I could see how that makes sense, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm kind of curious what your take is on it because I still think you definitely could get support from a therapist that doesn't have chronic illness or doesn't specialize in chronic illness. Um, I've actually, I know somebody who saw a therapist who specialized in chronic illness and she said it was like not the thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so I guess, this is kind of a roundabout question, but 
I guess I'm just curious what your take is on it. If you think that like people need to be searching for somebody specialized in chronic illness, if they have chronic illness, or if you think that they, you know, could be totally fine with a therapist that doesn't specialize in it. Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, So I think my answer is a non answer. Um, (laughs) I don't really blame anyone for kind of feeling that way or even maybe in the kind of chronic illness world, like being led that way. Um, Cause there are professionals out there who are specialized in that space um, and will know way more than I do and have way more resources than I do. Um, you know, just things that they know about or um, you know, programs or resources, just things that other folks aren't tapped into Um And so kind of like where I see this uh, pretty common is even in kind of like the substance use disorder community, um, kind of within like AANA, like sponsorship, um, there's like, it's pretty common that folks um, in that space have also had some um, kind of history of use um, on the professional side of things. Um, So often they're kind of coming from a place of like, I actually have walked a day in your shoes Uh, sort of. And I know people find that super validating and uh, feel like they can relate to that therapist or that professional kind of on another level. Um, And I think that's fair and beautiful, right? Like going through your own pain and then helping someone else navigate that is like incredible. Um, But with that being said, it's like no one is you. Uh, No one's lived your life. No one has your experiences. Um, for example, you can have like identical twins, uh, experience the same like traumatic car crash. And one of them may never drive a car again out of fear and may have like a severe, you know, post-traumatic stress response. Um, and the other might become a goddamn NASCAR race driver. You know what I mean? Like, so we don't experience things the same at all. Um, so even if your therapist like also suffers from a tick-borne illness or also chooses to be alcohol free, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the best fit for you. Um, so that's where my non-answer is, is that people are just so complex and like multifaceted that, yeah, the therapist that has similar experiences to you, that might be super great. Um, for other people that might be, you know, like triggering in some way or just not the best fit. Um, So I do think it can go either way. Um, I wouldn't necessarily like deter someone from looking for somebody that might be specialized like in their needs um, because we're not all specialized in everything. Um, And most therapists should be pretty like candid and upfront about that. Like if you if I got an inquiry that said, um, hey, do you specialize in borderline personality disorder? I would be very, you know honest and say, no, I don't. Um, and maybe connect with them with someone who would be, you know, a better fit for that person. So, um, I think it can go either way. I've seen it go either way as well. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's a really good answer. I know you said you think that's like a non-answer, but I think that's definitely (laughs) an answer for people because they get scared thinking that they have to go one way or the other, you know what I mean? So you're basically, you know, just saying, you know, you could try out both. You could go either way. It's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think something a lot of people don't really think about when they go to find a therapist and even doctors too, not just therapists, mm-hmm. is that like 
you're not going to connect with every single person's office that you walk into, you know, like if you walk in and it's just not the right person, not the right fit, that's okay. Like there's others out there that you can try out that you can go see. So I I really liked that perspective. Yes. Um, Another thing that I know that I have seen you talk about, and I love the way that you talk about this is motivation. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you, is there any advice that you'd give to somebody who's struggling to find motivation to make a change in their life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I used to work with high schoolers for some time um, as a therapist, like in public schools, literally in a closet, basically, being <laughs> um, <laughs> kids during class, which is rad and also very sad that I was basically in a closet. Um, so anyway, I think that every time I said this, I got definitely got an eye roll from them. Um, and fair enough. But I say that motivation is a myth. Um, I've probably posted about that or said it in some other space. Um, I don't experience that many people just wake up, you know, one day like ready and rearing to go to make change. Um, I mean, you may, and if you do good for you, go off. Uh, but it's sort of about to me, just like starting, like even when it's hard, even when it doesn't feel like the right time or the best season to, you know, start something or do something, um, starting when you're not ready, uh, being willing to kind of like navigate as you go, um, and kind of like asking for help when you need it. I mean, obviously, uh, make a change, right. Is pretty like a broad term that could be in a a mental health space that could be in whatever other area. Um, but shameless plug here for therapy, uh, that that's like a really great place, um, to talk about wanting to make a change or having a desire for change or, um, you know, really like diving into addressing the barriers that might be in your way as far as change goes, whether that be, you know, barriers you create, whether that be systems of oppression, whether that be anxiety, depression, other mental health difficulties, trauma that hasn't been, you know, worked through, yada, yada. Um, I do find that therapy is like a a really, most often a safe space um, to do that. So yeah, shameless plug. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So that segues into the next question I have for you really well. So for somebody who is skeptical or on the fence about starting therapy, do you have any advice on getting started? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of what Jess said, um, which I'll get to, but I would say first off, um, common misconception is that there's like a, a best time to start therapy. Um, and I'd say it's always the right time, sister. Uh I do like extra appreciate clients who come to me and they're like, well, life was shit uh, like six months ago and I'm actually okay now, but I kind of want to, you know, process and gain some skills so that that doesn't, uh, if, if I enter that, you know, negative headspace again, that it's not that, it's not that bad or it doesn't get as dark. Um, but kind of to better answer your question, I would say like ask friends, families, uh, you know, family members, coworkers, uh, if they have a therapist that they enjoy working with and that they trust, um, kind of, you know, get connected that way. Um, like Jess said, you kind of have to shop around. Um, so do, you know, a lot of providers do like a free, um, maybe like 15 or 20 minute, um, consult call. 
um, where you can kind of get a feel for them and they can get a feel for you. Um, so I would encourage people to do like a couple of those. Um, and then uh, just kind of like knowing that you won't always find the one on the first try. It is honestly like speed dating. Um, and you do kind of have to shop around and just, uh, you know, figure out what you do like and, um, the type of person that you feel like might be most supportive, uh, for your needs at that time. Uh, That's awesome. Thank you. I think that's perfect. Perfect advice, honestly. (laughs) Um, so my next question, I'm curious as a therapist, how do you take care of yourself? Such a loaded question. Uh, I could imagine just how challenging it can be going through your day-to-day, like mm -hmm. working with people one-on-one. So I'm sure that this is a very important aspect of you being able to show up as a therapist. For sure. Um, Yeah, I think I am saved by a little bit of like my extroverted nature. Um... So like, I truly do love what I do with my clients. It's super energizing to me and like sings to my soul. Um, so I think that kind of like starts me off on the right foot to like work in this area. Um, but to be honest, like taking care of myself is something I'm for sure still navigating every single day. Um, I joke and by joke, I mean, very seriously say that I'm like a recovering workaholic and perfectionist. Um, so this question's actually like pretty hard, um, more so cause I just want to be super authentic that I don't have this figured out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the things that do work for me, um, the people in my circle are incredible. Um, even being on the East coast, I have friends who really do show up for me despite the distance. Um, I have friends in the field, so therapist friends. Um, I have non-therapist friends. Uh, My partner, Tyler, is like a gem. Um, I see my own therapist, which I think is huge. Um, I have an amazing supervisor who kind of like supports me professionally, and I really, really admire her. Um, And then more of the everyday is kind of just like walking my dog, uh, moving my body, um, having firm boundaries. I know you guys have talked about boundaries before. Um, and I, that's kind of a new concept <laughs> for me, unfortunately. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I feel yeah, we get it. <laughs> it's a new concept for us all. But uh, yeah, so having that with both people and just work, um, is essential. Like I cannot, will not show up for my clients in the way that they deserve if I am not taking care of myself. Um, and that is really unethical, honestly. Um, it's like a non-negotiable part of being a therapist. So I try to take it pretty seriously, but Hey, I'm a simple woman. I like a long, you know, walk down the aisles of TJ Maxx, uh, (laughs) with an iced coffee in hand. So I'm, I'm easy to please in that way. And that is, you know, my kind of go-to. Yeah. It's probably so dang helpful that you're extroverted too, because both me and Jessica are more introverted. So after social interaction, we're like, okay, we're not going to like talk to anybody for a couple of days. Yeah. I used to work at a bar and like when I was done at work, I would be like, don't even talk to me. Don't even look at me. Like I want nothing to do with anybody. Like I would come home to who I lived with at the time and be like, I just get away from me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so done with people. <laughs> right. Yeah. We just completed. Like, it, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, also, I do want to like reiterate something that you just said that I think is super important is the fact that you see a therapist yourself. Mm. I think a lot of people see therapists as like these perfect people, right? That like uh. don't like they have all of their shit together. They have it all figured out. And like every therapist I know sees a therapist. And it's like, I don't think enough people even realize that, you know, your therapist is a normal person too. You know, like right. they have their shit mm. that they're talking about and figuring out and taking care of themselves in the way that they need to, just like they're telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I adore my therapist. I think she's fucking brilliant. Um, she just hits me with the hard truth and I'm like shook for days. Um, but I think something that's really cool and I, I'm pretty candid with my clients about this is things that she teaches me or works with me about, I then pass on to my clients if they're in that same headspace, which is like, God, what a gift. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they benefit from my personal work, um, which is kind of rad. That's that's amazing. It's like they're getting like extra extra oomph for their price. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they realize that. (laughs) Um, So we do have some rapid fire questions that we like to ask our guests. Nothing Mm -hmm. like super heavy hitting, um, but Jessica's going to hit you with some questions. Um, This wasn't on the list, but I added it. What kind of dog do you have? Oh, he's sitting right here and he was like choking earlier and I was like, come on. We <laughs> didn't hear him. <laughs> didn't hear him. No, Ralphie? Yeah, Ralphie. Um, he's a Pomeranian. Uh, he's the most like just such a pal. Um, and he just sits quietly in the chair next to me when I see clients and sometimes they see him like scurry across the floor. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a tiny little Pomeranian. So he's an office dog with you? Yeah, since I I see all my clients online, um, he does like kind of just chill or roam around the roam around my home office. But um, someday when I return to Seattle and have a physical office, um, the goal would be if he can behave um, to have him, you know, in the office with me as kind of like a therapy dog. um, If my clients were chill with that. So. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. I had to ask that because I don't think I even knew what kind of dog you had. So I'm like, yeah. yes, I need to know. Yeah. Okay. Um, next question, which actually you kind of already answered. I was going to ask you coffee or tea, but you said iced coffee at TJ Maxx. So yeah. coffee forever. Okay. What kind of iced coffee do you get? I'll ask a more specific question. God. Um, well, I'll tell you what no offense to my uh, East Coast friends who are listening, but I don't know that they know how to do coffee over here. Um, <laughs> it's just too sweet and it's not strong enough. Um, so usually like a go-to would be like a iced Americano, no water, extra ice, cream, and a little bit of white chocolate powder. Yep. Yes. <laughs> ice white chocolate Americano used to be my go-to when I could have dairy yeah <laughs> yeah I, I try to avoid dairy as well so um oat milk usually maybe hemp milk but yeah do you put oat milk in that order is it have you done that does it still taste okay I have done that yeah and it's fine um okay. good to know yeah I'm like selfishly asking every guest their coffee orders because I'm so bad at ordering coffee that I just want to know. Everything. Oh, We're going to have to like yeah. compile these and like put them into a suggestion list for you. Yes. I will send you a screenshot. I'm also like 
I'm forever hunting for like my order. Like, I, I mean, that one that I said is um, pretty like fail proof, but um, I do always want to hear like what other people are having. And if they're obsessed with it, then I want to try it. Um, so I'll, I'll send you a few that I've gotten from other people. <laughs> Awesome. And anybody listening can send me their coffee orders too. That's cool <laughs> with me. Um, what is your horoscope sign? Mm, I'm a Taurus. Oh, uh-huh. we don't, I know nothing about, I don't know. If, I don't I, think I even know very many Taurus. I don't know much either. Um, I know that stubborn, uh, is on there and, uh, like loyal, very, very loyal. Um, which I do think that those two are pretty applicable, but yeah, I'm not, I don't know a ton either, but Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know very many Tauruses. Do you know anybody off the top of your head, Haley? That's a Taurus. I don't think I even do. I don't know. And I ask everybody their horse guy sign. I don't though. <laughs> oh, well, I do. And I don't know many Tauruses. I think so I'm like, Emily. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm like whatever the term is, the, on the cusp of like an Aries. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Um, this is kind of a weird one, but do you prefer hot or cold? And that could be like climate is what I'm thinking. Mm, um, honestly, like, like I said, feel very like, you know, Seattle Pacific Northwest born and whatnot. Um, but being over here, I kind of do like like the humidity. Um, and I know you guys are having a heat wave soon, but, um, it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. 106 is not chill at all ever anywhere. Um, but like eighties and pretty sunny, I like absolutely love, um, and definitely like seasonal affective disorder, seasonal depression. Um, I feel that big time. Um, so I would say, yeah, like a, a warm, a warm climate for sure. I'm I'm loving the humidity too. I went to Florida and I went to Arizona and I liked Florida more. And I thought that was so funny because everybody hates Florida and humidity. And I'm like, give it to me, please. Just make me not be able to breathe. That's what I like. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't know if you'll know this one off the top of your head, but I just thought of it, so I added it. Do you have a weird pet peeve? kind of a hard thing to think about off the top of your head I had somebody ask no, me this recently I think of something immediately really yeah. it. Hit us okay well Haley, share yours I just I hate when people don't use their blinkers and I hate when people jaywalk across multiple <laughs> lanes of traffic she <laughs> does hate jaywalkers that is a huge thing of hers I just don't want to hit mm-hmm. you and yeah. like kill you that's my concern <laughs> just stay safe out there and use a crosswalk PSA <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know. I'll have to maybe think on this one. Um, not using a blinker also does bother me. Um, I, oh gosh, uh, living in like kind of bumfuck nowhere for a bit. I just moved. So I actually live near Starbucks and such, but before, um, when I would drive, uh, like, well, people like staying in the left lane is, rather annoying totally Mm -hmm. 
for sure. And then just like when you live in the middle of nowhere, or at least I do, I put on cruise control like often um, because you're not, you know, you're on like the freeway or highway or whatever. Um, And I really hate when you're kind of like in your lane, so to speak, in more way than one and you have your cruise control on and then other people are just like speeding up and down and you have to like turn your cruise control off and get around them. And then they like speed up and pass you and you're like, for fuck's sake, like Mm -hmm. I'm chilling. (laughs) What is that? <laughs> that would that actually like makes me feel anxious thinking about it. So Ophelia. I think it's I think it's funny that when you bring up pet peeves, everybody immediately goes to driving. Like everybody's pet peeves always involve driving. And it's so funny. Because it's like we're not always in our cars, but like that's the easiest thing to think of is the pet peeve that you have from driving yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. totally (laughs) um so do you want to let our listeners know where they can find you and connect with you online and all of the things sure um so I would say socials uh I do have like a business Facebook I don't really use it um but Instagram it's just at wholesome therapy um would love to connect with whomever on there that's cool um i am listed on psychology today it's like a big kind of like database whatnot for finding therapists um so i am on there um and then my website for my practice is just my first and last name emily marriott.com um and you can find me on there too um and then my email which is obviously tied to all of these things but um if someone were wanting to reach out for um therapy or to be my client my email is just therapist and my first name last name so therapist emily marriott at gmail.com perfect we will make sure we link all of those in the show notes so our Mm -hmm. listeners can come find and connect with you Mm -hmm. and thank you so much for being on today you absolutely killed it. I'm so excited to share this. Yeah. Thank you so much, Emily. We appreciate you being here more than you know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was so fun.